0: This
1: is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard, and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello.
0: How often do you get a second chance at a first impression? (laughs)
1: Uh, not often, so for uh, for people who aren't aware, which is all of you, uh, I inadvertently recorded the show yesterday through the microphone in the laptop rather than our expensive, shiny microphones, and then wondered why it sounded like absolute shit when I was editing it. So uh, we said, fuck it, we'll do it again tomorrow. We were all juiced out yesterday afternoon after doing all this once with the, we'll just give it 24 hours, come back, do it again. Nothing has been lost. We'll probably be better for the training run, to be honest, Nick.
0: Yeah, pr- like I did... I did recall thinking halfway through the show that maybe this is not our best work.
1: I also thought that.
0: Um, And (laughs) I wonder now if there's one crazed fan out there who managed to listen to it in the 10 minutes. It was actually, it wasn't even
1: 10. It was probably about three. Yeah. I don't
0: think so. the The lost tapes, if they ever come to light, Perhaps, perhaps that will. That well, it'll be just the end be. Of this. It
1: won't be anything good. It'll just be a worse and worse sounding version of this show, which is really. <laughs> we're doing the opposite of Taylor's version. We're doing. There was
0: a. There was at We're doing at one point,
1: version. Was, we, we release everything, but much more shit.
0: There was a. There was at one point a fairly long segue about uh, getting Paul the fat Band Vorton in front of the UN. Well, that, that I'm happy the, to explore the, again. The only the only regret I have is that that has been lost to time.
1: We can talk about that at the end. But uh, well, yeah, we can,
0: uh, we can, we can work on the fat man's campaign.
1: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you... <laughs> what's doing? And then they'd be like, you know what? He's right. What is doing? <laughs> He'd sort him out. Uh, uh, but someone's so got, there sort...
0: is no, there is no geopolitical problem more complex than the 1995 state of origin That's series. True. And he did a good job then. So
1: be like, he'll sit them all down and be like, look, guys, let me tell you a little story about another war that I took part in the super league war. <laughs> and then from there, it'll just sort itself out. This, this
0: this stuff in the Middle East is a bunch of Neville Nobodies.
1: <laughs> the fat, he'd get it done. He'd get it done. Ah, the Kiwis, through com- got it done.
0: Through, through, a com- through a combination of head wobbles and talking about his dick, he would get it over the line.
1: And Ben Icons involved somehow.
0: Well, Icons is his chief of staff. Clearly. Okay, good. Like that's Ob- obviously.
1: Uh, all right. So, someone who did get it done was the Kiwis. A 50 0 win over Samoa. Um, not really alarm bells to ring, as you touched on yesterday. Like blowouts are going to happen in Saturday. You, you can't.
0: You can't refer to things we said on the lost show.
1: That's true,
0: because the people have not heard them.
1: That is a fair point, but yeah. uh So I won't lead you into another discussion about whether the game is in crisis for the for the for the for the result that we saw in this yeah, game. Yeah, that's
0: the that, that that's the thing. So this result is obviously extremely disappointing for Samoa, even though they had. They went into this, into this series without some key guys and they've lost some key guys along the way. Like uh, Brian Todd didn't play in this game. I was like Tungo didn't play in this game. Uh, they already have Stephen Crichton playing five, eight and you know, a lot of sort of backups and young fellas in the side, a result like this can still happen when they're fully loaded. Like, you know, we all we all remember how great the world cup were in, was last year, but the 60 to six loss to England has sort of been lost in the, lost in the, in the tall grass a little bit. Um, so even though the Samoa and Tonga and Fiji and PNG, even though they're all a lot better than they used to be, these things can still happen to them. Like a bad day can still get really, really bad. Yeah. At the start of the game, it didn't look like this was going to be a bad day because Samoa really, I thought, matched New Zealand's intensity in the middle of the field for about that opening 15, 20 minutes. They started, Spencer, Samoa started Spencer Lainu. I thought he was really, really effective when he was out there. But I think... Samoa pulled the wrong rein a little bit. They pulled all their starters at once and New Zealand kept their guys out there. Fisher-Harris played the entire first half. Leota played nearly the entire first half and Tarpanay I think had a longer opening stint than all three Samoan middles as well. So eventually quality sort of showed and New Zealand kind of took control of the game in pretty ruthless and impressive fashion.
1: Yeah. And that showed in the second half. They get, Three tries, the the Nas try, the Nicaragua one, and then at the end, the Fisher Harris one where no one gets a hand on them. But three very, very soft tries. And it was yeah. reminiscent of what we saw last week as well, with Australia going right through the middle of Samoa. And it's especially disappointing for them when you consider their weaknesses, and when their weaknesses are spoken about by people like us or whoever else before they go into big games, it's never their forward pack that we have to worry about. But it was that's now been a problem two games in a row where they're just getting beaten up through the middle. And with the guys that they have, with those world-class forwards that are in this lo- in this Samoan lineup, it shouldn't be happening.
0: It shouldn't be happening. I I, I think Junior Polo junior and Stefano Utoikamano have probably had a tough uh, couple of weeks. Mm. But what really stood out to me wasn't so much that the Kiwis sort of dominated the middle of the field with their power running, although they undoubtedly did as the game went on. It's how their forwards were able to link together with their passing. You know they were able to set up that right edge just absolutely beautifully, kind of almost whenever they wanted to. You know that's what led to the first try for Asako, which came off like a a great pass from Nichol Klopsteg. That was there. a fantastic he's, ball. He's become so, He's become. How could much, the
1: Cook Islands let him go?
0: Nick. <laughs> he's become a much much better passer um, over the last sort of twelve months. Uh, Nickel Klukstad, so that's a big feather in his cap. But yeah, it was just really running at, at, at peak efficiency. The Kiwis mm. found a great way to get the most out of Joe Manu. You know, he wasn't yeah. just nailed to one side. He was sort of roaming over all, all over the field. Matt Tomoko was like, for a center who didn't score a try, if he'd gotten man of the match, I don't think people would have complained Some too much. Damaging, like, damaging was, runs. He was fantastic. Yeah, I, I actually thought New Zealand were better in this win over Samoa than Australia were in their own win over Samoa. I think that's probably before. fair. Yeah, I think it was a more... A more complete eighty-minute effort. So,
1: on Joey Manu, is that the longest a person has played without a shirt?
0: It's got to be up there. I did like how Warren Smith called him the bareback in commentary. The bareback. <laughs> um, it felt it felt like I was watching something indecent. Hearing I feel Smith's like dulcet tones over a shirtless Joe Manu. It
1: was kind of wasted that it was him. Like he's such a gorgeous man. It would. It's it's much funnier if like Riemu Greg or someone I who didn't play this game. But if so, uh, one of the big boys is rumbling around without a shirt for a whole set.
0: I completely agree, but we would have needed we would have needed my my dear friend William McGrieg out there for this to yeah. happen because all the blokes who were out there Yeah, I was like looking even, through all the Kiwi players, it's like yeah, Leo Thompson, yeah, Griffin yeah, like Lee. Leo, Leo, Thompson. Leo Thompson looks like you know those those heads on Easter Island? If they had bodies, <laughs> it would be like Leo Thompson. Like all you these dudes I mean? are made out of granite. Griffin, we needed a Griffin. Griffin name is a jacked is a jacked farm boy from from the. We South needed Island. a soft boy. Getting we, yeah, his gear off. We needed. There we, isn't we really needed, one in this team. Yeah, we needed a dad bot out there, man. Yeah. And we just didn't. just didn't have one. But I mean, what an
1: advertisement <laughs> for the game! Look, shirtless Joe Manu. Just take put that on. Put that on the stadium in Vegas. That'll get the punters. That'll in.
0: that'll 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 get a crowd in. I'll go. I'll guarantee you. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. He, so, he was great.
0: Yeah, but like like I said, small, probably a little bit disappointing. Um, we mentioned their forward pack, but their spine was also really poor. I know we're all really excited about. Saw so far, far and he's someone of course has a huge future and he has some good touches in this game but I think you could tell at times that he's still just a kid he's still just yeah. at the start Well, him and know. Crichton
1: combined for 43 errors right
0: um we're gonna have to double check that number no it I think was, the actual we... number
1: was nine right yeah
0: nine it's that's Crichton all... had five. <laughs> four so like you say 43 but like nine is almost 43 numbers yes, are hard that's true you know so yeah definitely very very disappointing for Samoa but like they again they just they don't really have that depth they were without Jerome Luai going into this they lost on Tango along the way they didn't have Josh Papali'i he he's missed he's out with a, a bicep tear or something like that you know and they're even without got someone like Anthony Milford who is washed but still would have made a really big difference because he would have just given their attack a little bit more structure you know mm. but I actually, I think the bigger thing for me here is how well how well the Kiwis played. You know, I thought yeah. Hughes and Brown combined really well, and I think that game on Saturday night is going to be a a real a humdinger, man. Yeah, because I... the Kiwi the Kiwis ran Australia really close in that semi at the mm. World Cup last year. They were probably uh, not unlucky to beat them, but it was just a couple of little lapses that that led them down. But they really went toe to toe with the with well, the rest, and it took like. It took like a, a freak, uh, like an unbelievable bit of skill from Ben Hunt and Josh Addo-Carr to keep him in the game in the first half, and then New Zealand just clocked off at one second in the second half for Cam Murray's try. And I think this New Zealand team is probably a little bit better than yeah. the team they had last year, so I reckon they can give Australia a real run.
1: Let's let's talk about that Saturday game, and then we'll jump back to the other countries afterwards. Let's stay on the Kangaroos and the Kiwis for now and talk about that game a little bit. It is kind of a shame that this game is happening, and then they're doing it again a week later. And like, I mean, obviously it's test match footy. These teams will play their hearts out and it'll be entertaining as hell to watch. But like, it, it is kind of a weird situation that we're in where they play each other in this game. And no matter what happens, the trophy is on the line next week anyway. And I think that that's been shown with a couple of the team changes for the Australia, JKT starting Tom Flegler's in Val Holmes is in, and a few of those guys that like Payne Tino, Selwyn Cobo all sitting this one out. Um, the New Zealand team right now is is full strength. We'll see if they pull any pull any uh, big names between now and Saturday night. But at the moment, yeah, mate, I agree, and I think that I think that whoever wins, the, I'm going to go on record. Whoever wins this game is going to lose next week in the final.
0: You know, I'm right there with you. Good. I'm right there. I love it. Love it. Love a regular season meeting where the result is reversed when it yeah. counts.
1: It's a classic round 26 in the first week of the finals thing. Hey, like where yeah. like a team will a team will come out on top in that late season game and then they'll play a week later with the chips on the line and the other team will find a
0: hundred percent um but that's the other side of you've got to lose one to win one mm.
1: <laughs> yeah because there really is no benefit for australia to go balls to the wall in this one and, and throw everything they have at new zealand no when...
0: no but the but the incentive is always there for new zealand to do Correct. that because they're exactly. always coming from the the underdog spot and i actually think with Flegler and Trebojevic in for Haas and Farsul Malaawi. I think that forward battle is something that New Zealand mm. will feel really, really good about. Yeah. You know, it's not just, it's not just that Leota and Fisher Harris are really good players. I think they've, they have a great tandem. They really know how to work together um, from their time at Penrith. And Tarpane's just been out of this world for like two years now, you know, and while, you know, Trebojevic and Flegler, they're both origin caliber players. I think this is a very deserved test to for for Tom Flegler. You know the 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 way that Haas and and Malawi are we got Australia on the front foot against Samoa. I just don't think that Haas, uh, sorry, that Flegler and you are going to be able to to do that same thing. You know, yeah. and Australia could could very well still have too much for them. They could be too crafty out wide or something like that, but if we start this in the middle and that's where all games generally do start, I think it's an advantage to New Zealand to begin with. There's right. So if you were looking
1: at the guys, the best medals in the world, just judging solely off how they played in, in 2023, the best middle is not playing for Australia in this game. He's having a rest. The second ones, the second best ones over in England, playing for Tonga. And then the next best three are probably the eight, 10 and 13 for New Zealand
0: in this game. You You could definitely make that case. And I think, I think Michael Maguire, um, really got the use of his bench right against Samoa. Like he's using a sofa Solomona as an impact guy, which Melbourne can't really afford to do, but that's probably where a sofa Solomona's talents really, really lie, you know? And then and Thompson are more on spot duty, but he's not afraid to get big minutes out of his, out of his studs, you know, out of his big ticket guys. And I think that's the, that's probably the best way to play it. You know?
1: Yeah. I'm happy for uh handsome Niko who is Going to be getting his big chance in this game. Excited for him. A weird bench for Australia with both Harry Grant and Nico Hines on it. Um, There's an article on the NRL's website today where they talk a little about that and how they want to complement each other. I think it'll be exciting if we can get all those playmakers on the field for Australia at the same time.
0: It it, it could be. It could turn them into like this many-headed playmaking monster, but it could also make them a little bit small. Mm. And I wouldn't want to be small against this Kiwi team.
1: You definitely don't want to be small against the Kiwi team. as Who, as we just said, do not have a soft boy among them.
0: No, no, it's just yeah, it's all just like abs- It's all absolute rigs, you it's know. I don't like it. Can we get can we get Joe Vunganer out where's there, please? T- where's
1: Mark Tukey? Get him back.
0: Tukey wasn't a Kiwi.
1: <laughs> he played for the Warriors. He counts.
0: Ah, oh, come on. He's from Queensland. He's a proud Queenslander. <laughs> did Tukes. he?
1: Play- he did not. Play- he didn't play Origin, right?
0: No, he's from. So Queensland, he's eligible. He so
1: he's eligible for New Zealand. There's he can still there's
0: play. Still, there's, there's still time. There's still time for the Tukes There's still time for Tukes. There is. Imagine um, a Mark Tukey haka.
1: You you wouldn't be able to contain it.
0: I do um, want to rap. I like, I know Samoa didn't really back it up on the field, but I thought the pre-match cultural challenges. Oh, was awesome. start, uh, two of the, two of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And Len, you and Osipo Solomon are staring each other down. Just. As, you love it. You got, got to love a stare down.
1: You got to love a stare Oh, stand-down.
0: mate, it, it's, uh, I, it doesn't matter how many times I see those, those, those sorts of things. Every <laughs> time it gets my, it gets my blood pumping a little bit.
1: And nothing will ever be fun than Willie Mason laughing at the Harker and David Kidwell. And Kidwell was just murdering. murdering him. That was the yeah. best. That ruled so hard, but I think did he, I think international footy might have peaked that day.
0: Oh, geez, it's, it's either it's that right day, it's
1: either that day or the day Adrian Morley got sent off after eight seconds. <laughs> One of the two.
0: When was the last time you watched that? Uh, like the
1: send off, like yeah. Oh, uh like last week after I can't remember <laughs> why. I think we talked. I I can't remember why I pulled I pulled it up, but I did. I did watch the red card again.
0: I watch it. I watch it when I'm walking to the gym yeah. to, <laughs> it to get a pump on. No, oh man, it was funny. Um. So they had. It would have been last year. They uh, had the twentieth anniversary of the the two thousand and two Roosters team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they had a game at the SCG against the Warriors, mm. and they brought all the guys back out and paraded them around the ground before the game. Fox did a really good job of it, like was talking to a few of them and all that. And Morley was there, and like you know, I think he got he went from the airport to the ground like it was a real close run thing. And it was the first time he had been back in Australia in a really long time. And it was, it was, it was some sort of, it was, it was, I think it might've been Mother's Day, right? Might've been Mother's Day or it was Easter. It was some other event that was on. Um, So I was at a big family thing, right? And I'm, and so I've got like a thousand, I got a thousand cousins and some of them are quite young and. One of them, who's about 11 or 12, has no idea who Adrian Morley is. Like, he's asking me, oh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? And Morley came up and I was like, man, that's Adrian Morley. He's a fucking killer. And he was like, oh, yeah, what did he do? And I was like, man, he used to, like, just absolutely destroy people. It was the best. Here's a, here's the, and I showed him the video of him coat hangering Robbie Kearns and, get, and getting sent off. And then I got in trouble from this cousin's parent for showing <laughs>
1: <him>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean. He has a cousin, Toby, one of the greats. Oh, like yeah I mean yeah Morley Morley had Morley had a lot of assets in his back there's also Tommy need Corey Hughes in the penis I didn't like that that, did wasn't, Corey that was Corey Hughes
0: have it coming S- some are saying as one of our as one of our most noted bulldog haters mm, that's true we may be maybe more on board with it than you're willing to admit well possibly who's to say
1: uh, <laughs> I did pull that up on YouTube by the way and every comment is saying what a legend
0: <laughs> people Can't hate the- it. But you can't do that today. Corey Hughes we, was the used OG to, used Josh Reynolds. To, we, we used to be a real country. You, yeah, we used I, to I, build- <laughs> Nick, I don't feel
1: like there was a time where you were allowed to knee people in the penis in the middle of rugby league games. I don't think that was ever allowed, as far as I know.
0: Well, you can't do it in Joe Biden's America. You That's definitely all I know, can't. Right?
1: You absolutely can't. The game's gone soft. But yeah, every comment's like, what a legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey Hughes. Uh, I... I, I, I Josh Reynolds, uh, Corey Hughes walked, so Josh Reynolds could run.
0: Not, it's that's it's not a bad comp. Was was so you obviously hated all the Hughes brothers because of your Bulldogs ties.
1: The thing is, I didn't actually hate a lot of the players. I just hate the team and their fans. Like, okay. I actually liked Brett Sherwin. I liked both Anasta. I liked I liked Steve Price. I liked Sunny Bill. I liked most of their Hazem, Fungana. I liked most of their players, to be honest. I just hated yeah. growing up surrounded by Bulldogs fans when my team was shit and just got pelters for it. Every okay, time.
0: so rank the Hughes brothers then.
1: Um, there's four, right? There's three. Stephen,
0: Corey, Corey, Glenn is the other and one.
1: Steven. Glenn, that's it. All right, I'll go. Corey had the best. Corey had the best career, right?
0: Well, yeah. Corey played halfback in a grand final.
1: Yeah, and Steve, and then I think it goes Corey, Glenn, Stephen in terms of their accomplishments on the field. Right? I'm just guessing.
0: I I'm. That- I'm probably. I'm Glenn and Stephen. It's bit of a struggle. like Corey's clearly number one. I've
1: just pulled it up. Glenn had 177 games, uh, Stephen only had 70. So yeah. Yeah, but Corey, Steve Corey, scored Corey, a try.
0: Steve. Steve scored a try in the 95 grand final, which they won.
1: Okay. That probably puts him above then. Yeah. There you go. All right. So I'm going
0: Corey one, Stephen two, Glenn three.
1: Shout out the Hughes, the Hughes boys.
0: The family club, brother.
1: <laughs> Don't I know it, mate? Don't I know it? <laughs> uh let's jump back in time to last weekend where the uh Probably the best international we've seen since this little period started with uh, England getting a narrow win over Tonga. Same margin as that chaotic semi-final in the World Cup in 2017. But was it
0: was it the same score? I'm not going to look that was up. 22-18 both times. Uh I am again, I just i I'm not, not going to look it up.
1: Anyway, we well, we won't look it up, but good game. Really solid game. And you've got big raps on young Mikey Lewis.
0: This game this was very very clearly the best the best game of the, of the international season thus far. And it's a real indictment on us that we didn't, um, that we didn't preview it last week. It just it just totally slipped their minds and it shouldn't have, because it's a really big step. I think for Tonga to do a full fledged tour of the UK, where they're not like, they're not getting like sort of a pity game here or there. It's like, they're the main attraction. You know, I think it's important in proving the viability of these teams and the, 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 the fact that playing more matches isn't just beneficial for them from a footballing standpoint, it can also turn a profit, you know, and it can turn a profit in England. They had a pretty good, I think the scam was at St. Helens. They had a pretty serious crowd up there and it was a real belter as well. You know, I thought Tonga um, started really well, started really physical, but then England sort of matched that. And yeah, Yeah. Mikey Lewis, he's a five, eight from Hull KR. He's had a bit of a, Meteoric rise over the last couple of months. This was his test to boot. Like I don't watch as much Super League as I should, so a lot of the time I only see these guys in like the Challenge Cup final, the Grand Final, and if they play internationals. But I think Lewis is the goods. I'm a I was a real real fan of his. Future you know, Raider, like, summer. Well, I'd, lo- I'd love I'd love it. Like I've only seen the one game, but I'm pretty sold. Get him like, in. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I'm pretty sold. Like if Canberra would have it to take up if the Canberra can't get Jack Wellsby, which is still one of the absolute dreams, and Wellesby was really good in this one. Are these... England captain at 22. It's a pretty fair rap, but Lewis is um, yeah. To me, Lewis has got it. You know, he scored it. He scored. I think it was the first try of the match or it was for England's first try. Definitely. And absolutely pieced up Tyson Fizell with a, with a big sidestep around halfway to put him on the attack. And like, you know how, I, Growing up, we'd hear all about these England running halves and how good they were. Like Danny Maguire's the yeah. the, the big one. Paul
1: like Sculthorpe was a myth when we were kids. Not not as much of a runner, but he was this guy that was like, oh, who's this guy? And, he, and I know he's not English, but Yeston Harris was the same. Was like, yeah,
0: yeah. Like like Danny Maguire or Rob Burrow or even Sean Long or anything like that. And it was all about how, oh, these, these classy England halves, they're incredible. And then a lot of the time they'd play against Australia and they'd just be whack as hell. Like they just mm. would not be any good. They just wouldn't be able to. They'd be taking on a higher caliber of team, and they just they just sort of get exposed. But I don't think Lewis is in that category. I think I think I think Lewis is 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 mustard. I think he's got it. He you know I think I think like George Williams, he's a player who could come down to the NRL and really really make it. But uh, yeah, I'm a massive massive fan.
1: Yeah, great some, some real little 1920s names in their hearts with Mikey Lewis and Harry Smith. But uh, they got it done, and I was shocked when I looked up. That Tui Lola here is only twenty eight years
0: old. Tui Lola here is exactly as old as he needs to be at any given time.
1: But I, I, I agree. But I think he might be the first boy that this podcast believed in.
0: Wow! I think what a, what might, what, a, what a moment!
1: I think he might be the OG for that. But I was shocked because I mean well, I,
0: I, he... I I still I still kind of believe yeah. him. <laughs> come home, Tui. Come I know. home. It's so so dumb because if the he... horse is very clearly bolted ah, and like on. he's been living in England long enough. Like he's. Like he's got a bit of a spare tire. Like you rip his jersey off, and then that's 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 what we want, man. Okay, good. We good, want good. we uh, want yeah, Tui yeah. going around bareback. But like, you know, he set up a nice try for Frizzell with a good little grubber kick. You know, maybe no, you maybe, what. Maybe, maybe maybe Tui just needs a coach that believes in him. I'll tell you what, it
1: gets to mid-season, the Dolphins need a playmaker. Maybe. Just saying, Wait, get him in there for twelve weeks. With, he's
0: played with Qatawa before.
1: He knows he knows he knows he knows Katoa, He knows the he, knows the, club. he <laughs> knows the club. He's he's been to Australia. He he's knows the club.
0: Australia. That's all
1: it takes. <laughs> get him in there. Um, but, yeah, yeah.
0: So, but like I'm glad we're talking about Tui because Tonga's spine probably cost them a little mm. bit in this one. Um, and it wasn't so much that they played badly or took Poor options. Like I said, Lola Hia set up that try. I thought Katoa was 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 pretty tidy and Will Hoppowadi was safe as always at the back. It was more that it was, they didn't really give Tonga a whole lot of structure. And there was a lot of times where someone would get the ball flat footed or the attack would break down, and they just weren't quite able to channel their power running in a way that they had to to, to be effective you know, and that probably cost them in the end because it ends up being four tries to three, the The try that ends up being the winner for England's often intercept. So Tonga just sort of could have had a little bit more of that structure. I think it would have made a really big difference, but a, a, a top game, a great contest. And uh, yeah, the, the, if, you, if you want to, if you like, I, I think now that Australia's taken on New Zealand, we're going to get, going to see some really tight matches down here, but if you've got to scratch that itch and Samoa getting pumped isn't doing it for you, then Tonga England. That's yeah. your shit. That's where you should go. Absolutely. Um, who have Tonga got next? England again. It's a three match series. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> yeah, I think this, I think the this next one's at um, I think it's at Headingley.
1: It's not a totally wicked stadium again.
0: No, what, no, What a Great no. name. Well, I mean, I've been to that stadium. It's it's not totally wicked. It's pretty wicked, but I wouldn't say it's totally wicked. It's totally Wicked, a company, it has to be right, gotta be. Yeah, yeah. well, anyway. so it's it's, it's is that better or worse than Go Media?
1: Nothing's better slash worse than Go Media <laughs> Stadium. Oh, I always her- love
0: that that inflection you put on it, that's, that's the good stuff.
1: Uh, totally wicked is a vaping and e cigarettes company. So,
0: oh wow, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, I didn't think you would. So, this uh, next
0: was- one's this next one's in Huddersfield. Shout out George Clark, and then this last one is at Headingley. Shout out uh, Bielsa.
1: Yep, thank you. Thank you for that shout out. I got my LUFC L that you brought back with you from the World Cup last year, still proudly sitting on my shelf as a memento to the great man. And myself. Yeah, and so
0: I, I went to, it was after the the World Cup semi last year. The it was at Allen, it was at Allen Road, which is a hell of a stadium. It was a great, great night. And afterwards I went to the pub across the road, which is the big, the big Leeds hangout pub before big games. On. And I bought two cans of this Leeds lager or whatever it's like the i don't know if it's the official beer of the team but it's like the official beer of the the peacock or whatever and i brought them back i i I brought two of them back and i went up to bungard and i said look i brought these two cans back you can have them both if you forgive the two cases that I, I, i for various case bets that i lost over that year And he only took one of them. Hang on. That's not what happened. That is exactly what happened. I said, I'll give them both to you if you forgive the debt. And you said, what if I get one of them? And I said, we'll knock off one case. Ah, ah, no, no. That's not what happened.
1: You said you can either have the case I owe you or you can have a mystery box.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: And I took the mystery box like a hero and the mystery box was a can of Leeds lager.
0: Yeah. And I drank the other one. That's right.
1: How dare you defame me? Like.
0: I didn't Out defame outrageous. you. I just I I made ne- an
1: honest mistake. I would happily forgive a case for another candidate. I
0: can't. I can't. I can't, I can't be expected to keep track of all my wheelings and dealings. That's true.
1: I owe you one for the front row Friday, though. We've got to do yeah, that. Yeah, but course. I haven't. To...
0: But I haven't. I haven't pushed you for it.
1: No, but I, because we've got a plan, we're going to do Question Time and drink the case at some yeah, point. It's going to be great. To America. It'll be fantastic. Um, and do they play anyone else? Or are they just playing England and coming back?
0: It's a three-match series. It's just three against okay. England and coming home.
1: Cool. Uh, another really good game. Fiji their class and their really good players shining through at the end. I didn't think that they had the better of the Cook Islands for the most part in this game, but they just had those guys like Jareen Buller, Suna Taruva, Mike Acevo, Like Those dudes are better than anyone that Cook Islands have. And I think that ended up being the difference. I mean, it was the difference with some of the tries. We saw all those guys that just said, score a try each. And Taruva gets the winner with a brilliant bit of pace and power to get over line and get the ball down at the end. And uh, now Fiji will play the Kumbals twice in two weeks in the same situation that Australia and New Zealand find themselves in.
0: Yeah, the Cook Islands did very well to rebound from last week's game against Papua New Guinea. I thought they were a lot more up for it than Fiji. Shout out to Cook Islands coach Carmichael Hunt. Got the boys, got coach the boys K. going. The real
1: coach, Coach
0: K, Coach K, coach K. and um, yeah, I thought I think Fiji looked sloppy. I think they looked like they, I think they thought they were going to go out there and just run over the top of them. But the Cook Islands just wouldn't go away. And it's like you said, in the end, it was individual pieces of brilliance from Fiji's probably their four best players sevo buller blake taruva you in know a those couple of weeks the...
1: since we got a try directly off a dropout by the way it was nice <laughs> to nice to have that back in the mix again. yeah
0: but the 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 four the four guys that scored for Fiji are their four their four best players they killed players. a man also bro he was out for blood it was so good he was just screaming in off his wing shoulder charging whatever he could get those big shoulders of his on you know that's just a big man that's a big great, great 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 oh man I would not want to run into him in a dark alley He'd shoulder charge the shit out of me. And you can't get put on report for that on the streets, bro. You can go
1: to jail, but not if you can outrun the cops, which he probably can.
0: <laughs> but yeah. It, and so it was, it was like small moments, like Taruva beating four blokes to score the winner or Jareen Bula sort of just drifting through off a really nice shift and going past the fullback untouched to score. It was more, it was more Fiji won this based on individual moments of brilliance. It was a real sort of get out of jail. For mm. them, because like I said, like the Cook Islands did a lot better than I thought. SR Masters really never good stopped at believing, arcs, strangely, he plays so another, well. He's another dude that I'm like, man, in the right system with the right coach, there's a lot of talent there. Like, we, like, like, like let, let, let's drill down. Would and you find take it.
1: a would you take a Masters Lollahea halves combination in Canberra?
0: <laughs> I, I would actually be stoked if Canberra signed Essan Masters and had him come off the bench to come, okay. like, to come off, come off the bench to play second. No, row, Tui Lohia? but also I'm getting there, okay. Masters comes off the bench to play to cover back row and and the centers, and Tui Lola here plays fullback and five eight and Perfect. his captain. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Uh, debut de- debut for Mister Whippy as well. That was nice.
0: Nice to see. Nice to see. Do you and, think his do, do you think his father gave um half price on soft serves? Yeah, he has
1: to have um, No, for the free, next uh, for the next uh,
0: ten uh, minutes, and then after half, that it, was, it, was, it was
1: it was it was full price but free flakes after that. He's, he's not made of money.
0: He's got him. He's got to make a living.
1: He does. I, uh, by the way, on Ravalawa killing that guy, it's like if you told me a NRL winger that's playing for Fiji will kill someone in outrageous fashion, I would have bet my house on it being Tane Mil. And once again, not not that
0: much craziness. I'm telling you, you put him in the forwards; he doesn't have time to be crazy. Yeah,
1: maybe there's something to that. Yep. maybe there's something to that. But yeah, so uh, Fiji, uh, Fiji, like Australia, New Zealand, will play the Comets this week, and again, it will be. The same case where it'll be two teams back to back, but this time, Nick, we're not saying you've got to lose one to win one.
0: No, this time I'm back in. I'm back in. Pair we're going to, double to, kumals. To Back Yeah, back to back to back. You know what I'm saying? Like, Couldn't, can't go against them. Well, it's just like the 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 things that Papua New Guinea do really well, which is the structure of their play that they get sort of through uh, Lachlan Lamb and, and 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 Jack DeBellin and the way that they're able to sort of channel their strengths into mm-hmm. their play is something that Fiji sort of struggled with last week. So while Fiji might have a little bit more strike because they've got Bula and Sevo and Blake and Taruva and Ravalawa, I feel like PNG are going to be able to get their game on a little bit more. I think they're going to be too composed for Fiji because if PNG get on top the way the Cook Islands did, Fiji won't, won't run them down, you know? And I feel like that's probably the way it's going to go.
1: Yeah. And again, both teams, as of time and recording, all the big guns playing AJ and Bula, both playing fullback, uh, Nana McDonald, Ravalawa, Taruva, Wanga Blake, Mike Martin, Martin Lachlan, Lamb, the Lachlan Lamb playing, DeBellin's playing. They're all playing. Everyone's playing. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm going to take the Cumbles in this one. And then next week, I'm taking them again.
0: Edwin Apape starting at hooker for the Kummels Keep an eye on him because he's had an absolutely meteoric rise over the last two seasons. Was mm. the second division player of the year last season when the Lee Leopards got promoted. Made the World Cup team of the tournament. And then made the Super League Dream Team at Hooker this year. Love that. Like he's he's he is absolutely dynamite at mm. dummy half, and he's. But they love him in they love him in Lay they they you know well Lay or Lee or whatever the fuck however the fuck you say it, they love him over there. But if I was an NRL team, he'd be the guy that I'd be I'd be looking at mm. to to try and fill a vacancy on at, at Hooker or on the bench. He's someone I'd be watching very very closely.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And a, you know, a relatively polished performance from the Kiwi ferns to see off uh, a Tonga team. Tiana Pantani getting a double for for the Tongans, but we did say that just woman to woman, they did look a little bit outgunned in this game and they, they hung in there pretty well, I thought, but you know, that this, this, that Kiwis had enough for them down the stretch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like, I I think this was maybe as good a result as Tonga could have hoped for, like just sort of keeping it, respectable not letting it sort of blow out too badly getting a few tries on the board because Tonga are very much starting at square one when it comes to women's to women's rugby league you know what I mean there's still it's still that's still very much a team that's really in its infancy so going out there and putting on a credible performance against the Kiwi Ferns the second best team in the world about as good as they could have hoped for
1: yeah and uh, a five match ban for that hip drop that resulted in a send-off
0: that's bad bro it's is that, that the bad. first? Is that the first send off for a hip drop? I was
1: thinking that, like it, it. I think it is. I think it is.
0: Groundbreaking. So, well, it's, it's the it's the first I can think of. Which well, they're just always which, syndes, which makes right? it the first one.
1: I think so. I think that's fine.
0: Yeah, we create our own reality.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty nasty. Oh,
0: I was brutal, dude. But like um, you know, you got to take these things serious. That's the only way you get rid of them.
1: That's true, and I do think that. I mean, people are waking up a little bit. I know that earlier in the year when we had. Like I think the Jacob Preston one against South comes to mind, like where people mm. are like, "Oh, these are they're just what are they supposed to do? They're just making tackles." But you know, it's it they are really dangerous. We
0: did we did get hip drop mania for a did, while there, perhaps, but I feel but... like I feel like we're in a better spot for it now than we were before.
1: Yeah, and I do I do kind of feel bad for. I don't think that she was going out there to do anything maliciously. It's just not a way you can tackle anymore.
0: No, well it's like our it's like our with the shoulder charge, right? Yeah. Remember when the shoulder charge first got banned and for like a season, it was like all crazy, like (laughs) bad shot. Like it was, everyone was still getting used to it. But over time, instincts get retrained. That's true. And now like people still get penalized for shoulder charge, but it's nowhere near as common as it once was, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. It just feels like because I still feel like you can't really accidentally shoulder charge someone. You're right; it's an instinct thing, right? Where it kicks in. You can still, I think, very much accidentally hip drop someone. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how we well, stop that from. If able.
0: I ever, if I, if we ever have a blue with Mick or Avalara and or accidentally shoulder charges us, well, I'm sure I will I'm sure speak at stop. your. I
1: will speak at your funeral.
0: <laughs> well, he ran
1: it straight, and that was his big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the Orchids, big win for them. They see off Cook Islands uh, in a pretty close game. The Cookies made a game but late doors, but big win for the Orchids. You talked last week about how important they are to rugby league and to and to the culture up there in PNG, and a, a great win for them.
0: Yeah, it was good. Uh, Els- Elsie Albert got ruled out, and she's one of their big marquee players, so that makes the result all the more impressive. But getting a really good win like that on home soil is probably a very good step forward for for the Orchids. So <laughs> so big big ups big ups to them.
1: And we didn't talk about uh, the Jillaroos yet. They will play this weekend once again against the Kiwis. So I don't really know what the structure is because they already played, but like this is the final for all intents and purposes, right? Like, this, oh, well, the we talked, we talked, or do the Kiwis it. have to win by a certain it. margin? I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't think there's any sort of formal competition. We talked okay. about it last week. Like the women's one is very much bit like we're just getting some games in. You say Just that, but on the NRL the website,
1: it says first and second under their names in the thing. So I don't know.
0: Do you, I, g- given the draw that the NRLs put together on this, are you really trusting them?
1: Nope, that's a very good point. No Caitlin Johnston, big out for Australia's forward pack, but they've got so much depth that it shan't matter that much. Uh, New Zealand were really game in that, first, in that first match between these two. They they made it a lot closer to an affair than you and I thought they would. But in that same way, we've talked a lot in the past and how often have we seen like where a team that's red hot, a team that we both think is going to wipe the floor with someone comes out, not necessarily a little bit flat, but they leave a few points out there. They leave a little bit on, they leave a little bit on the field and they come out in the next game and they absolutely blow someone off the park. And I think that that could be a scenario that we find ourselves in tomorrow night.
0: Yeah. I I think there's a chance that Australia probably worked a couple of kinks out in that first game against the Kiwi Ferns. And i while, you know, they, the, the Kiwis did a lot better than I thought they were going to do. I do kind of agree with it. There's a chance that the jewellery is just to come out there and start just like absolutely wrecking shit. But conversely, I also wonder if like, cause it's a bit of a funky team that, um, that Australia has gone and picked, you know, there's no Caitlin Johnson. As she said, she was sort of like their big muscle off the bench. And now the bench is Emma Tonegado, Emma Manzelman. So you've got a fullback and a hooker. And then the other two players are Yasmin Clydesdale, a back rower, and Kennedy Charrington, a, a solid middle, but very a of much, a defensive like, more, specialist. Much more, much more of a defensive player, you know? So maybe there's a chance that New Zealand can use a bit of their size and a bit of their power in the in the middle of the field and try and overwhelm Australia as the game went on. Like they didn't quite do that in the game a couple of weeks ago, but they did look better as the game went. They hmm. did sort of like work their way into it. And the longer it went, the sort of better they looked, but they just couldn't make up what was a really, really poor start. you know, I think Australia scored, I think it was two tries in the first 90 seconds or something like that. Hmm. And they just couldn't quite peg that back, but I don't know. Maybe if they come out with a, with a, with a better start, sort of where that first punch, they can do more of that. They can sort of just grind away, chip away, hit a few singles, get some players on base, hashtag ball talk,
1: Hmm.
0: and then, you know, pull off a bit of a surprise, but. Yeah, I'm still still going Australia and it, again it might be by plenty too because I, I think I back to the World Cup last year we're in the group stage they played and I think Australia beat them by 6 points and then in the final Australia beat them 50-0. You know. Yeah, so Yeah, I, I don't
1: think it'll be 50 but yes, I get we I completely agree. I think Australia to win this one handsomely. Uh what's your World Series prediction real quick?
0: Ah, uh, let's go Rangers in six, but that's purely based on... I saw the Rangers play when I was in America, and it would be nice go to see. Them. Well, it'd be nice to say that I saw them play the year they won oh, the World absolutely. Series. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Simi Randra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no,
0: it's Simi Rondrandra. And Radradra is away. Simi Rondrandra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes. Simi Rondrandra. Absolutely buried it. All
1: right. The NRL may have stopped, but the the transfer rumor mill keeps running, Nicholas. And the big one, the surprising one that's really come out of nowhere is that uh, Josh Adokar could be heading elsewhere in Sydney in 20, in in 2024 or beyond.
0: Yes. This was an interesting one because it sort of popped up and then it's kind of just kept going a little bit. And is that Mm. because it's a story with some legs? Or is it because Everyone it's the, the no off season <laughs> and nobody has anything else to write about? We don't know, but there are there do seem to be some whisperings that maybe mm. Canterbury are looking to move on Josh Adokar, and that Parramatta and St George and West Tigers and Newcastle would all be very very interested if he all was of to whom come available have
1: a forward or two that they could throw the Bulldogs way. And the Bulldogs look as great as Adokar is. And he's one of my favorite, probably my favorite bulldog, I reckon. Him and him and Burdo probably. Oh, now that now that Corey Waddell is heading back to Manly, but uh,
0: he what is what is the stance of the Waddlers on that move?
1: Oh, uh, we follow Corey, so we will just waddle on to Brookvale, so
0: waddling, find, all, the, you know, waddling all the way waddling
1: the there, but uh, yeah, so it, it's a weird one, right? Because we've said for ages that the Bulldog's biggest weakness is their forward back, and whilst they do start like every team needs strike backs, they've just re signed the big Wahash Shaker Kras. They've also re-signed Blake Wilson, who they've got pretty big raps on. And as great as Adokar is, if you can get someone like Ryan Madison or one of the Saifidi brothers or who would the Dragons throw up? I don't know. But Jack DeBellin, maybe? Or... Uh, not Blake Laurie. They love Blake Laurie. Uh, I don't know who else Blake they give. Blake Laurie with.
0: should never play for anyone other than Georgia. I Adawarra. agree with that.
1: And then the Tigers. I don't know. You give them maybe Sean Blore or something like that, which it doesn't homecoming. Oh, geez, that'd be something. But like that doesn't move the needle for me as much as a Madison or a Sifidi does. Well, but... Madison.
0: Madison is the name that has been thrown around as part of a potential swap. And yeah. if I was Canterbury. I would want someone pretty close to top tier if I'm moving on at O'Car. because while Canterbury's big weaknesses, they're forwards and they do need guys to cover that. I think it's a mistake to look at our car as just another winger I agree or with just that. a winger. And yes. that, that plays into like a wider trend that I don't quite understand where people really undervalue wingers. They say, Oh, he's just a winger. or He's just on wingers money or something like that. Yeah. If you look at the way the game's played these days, wingers are incredibly important. You know, they're, like it, it, but in terms of like total impact on the match, you know, you're talking about someone who gives you something out of your own end and who's finishing chances, you know, you can save money on the wing, but the drop off between the best of them and the worst of them is really, really big, Yes, you know, and Penrith have just won three premierships in a row due in no small part to the drive that they've been able to get out of successive wing well, pairs, you know, we,
1: just before we jump back on to talk about the news, we briefly reminisced about the off-season draft we did two years ago, where we picked a whole squad of players, and we used a player pool where we protected the top five guys from each club, and we protected Brian Toto from the Panthers as one of our dudes because he's yeah. so important to everything so, that they do.
0: Good wingers, good wingers are invaluable, and as long as they have some, like as long as they have some sort of unique quality to their skill set, I think it's a difficult thing to put a price on. And Atto Car's unique quality, of course, is his speed. When you have someone like Adokar, you can score on any play from anywhere on the field without warning. And I think Adokar has done a really good job over the last couple of years finding ways to use that speed in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? He's not hes not just standing out there waiting to get the ball in space. You know, you think about how good he is hmm. on kick chases. You think about how adept he's become at taking intercepts. Well, he's found ways to get the most out of his own abilities. And, like, there seems to be a narrative out there a little bit that, like, oh, Canterbury's got an underperforming winger on big money, so they should ship him out. It's like, one, yeah. he hasn't really underperformed. He's got 27 tries in 38 games for them. And for a team that, like, cannot fucking score, that's a pretty decent return, I, I I think. He had 11 tries in 15 games this year for a team that was putrid. You know, like, what more are you asking for? And they're not catch and falls, because Canterbury don't really have catch and falls in them. They're not well-constructed enough to do that. Yeah, you no, know? that is so true. I, 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 if I was Canterbury, I would be very hesitant to give up out at Car unless there was something really, really tasty in return. I know there's a little bit of talk like, oh, he got in that blue at the Koori knockout and, you know, he's off the rails or whatever. But like, I don't really give a shit about getting in a fight in a footy game. I definitely know?
1: don't care. That about can, that. that
0: can, that can just happen sometimes. And he shouldn't have done it and he should get disciplined for it. But like, you know, I'm not clutching the pearls. Cause a guy got in a fight when he was playing in a game of footy, you no, know, he's probably old enough to know better, but like, it's not, I don't think it's the, the biggest thing, thing is the
1: as well with a car, like he's been so ingratiated in that community since he got there as well. He represents so much more than being just a winger. Like he's the face of so much of the promotional stuff. The club does. He's a guy that everyone knows and everyone loves. He's in the fucking film clip for let's trot for God's sake. Like this is a dude who has just hit the ground running in the Canterbury banks scenario and just really ingratiated himself in that culture and that community. And it, Getting guys like that is so important when you're a rebuilding club. It gives people someone to gravitate towards. It gives people something to believe in. And to lose a guy like that for renowned weirdo Ryan Madison would just be <laughs> like, I don't know. I'd be I'd be feeling pretty shitty about it. You, it might end up being a better football move for them because, like, they have a couple of decent wingers in, in Kiraz and Wilson seems to be all right. And Madison, when he's playing, is is a really good forward. But, like, I don't know, man. Adakar's so sick. He's well, if, you,
0: good- if, if they're getting Madison they'd have to be getting me as a middle, right? Because they've got Kikau on one edge and they've got Preston on the other edge. And that's something that's working really, really well for them. Mm. You know, I know Kikau had a bad year, but he's still Viliami Kikau. Preston was their best player. This year was kind of the find of the season for them, right? So they got to get Madison as a middle. Madison's a really good middle. Doesn't really like playing there. Much like, much like is, is as a much greater preference for the edge, even though he's probably better as a middle forward, because he's really good with yardage and he's quite skillful for such a for such a big man. So do you really want to give up one of your very yeah. few blue chip assets to play a guy in a position that he's not all that fond of?
1: No. You know? And like, and he's not really fond of playing rugby league that much. <laughs> Madison. Well, he's he's, like-
0: he's still, a, if, if Canterbury was somehow, somehow able to just land him, that would be yeah, a great Yeah, that's great. great. He's good player. Good but player. I think giving the- up, I think giving up Addo Carr is not something I'd be prepared to do. And Josh- when you look at the other guys that they could maybe ask for, like, I think it, if it was the Knights, I, if it was Ado Car for Jacob Safiti, then I'd think about it. But Daniel, no thanks. And I about don't both? think. What about both? Well, I don't think I don't think you're getting both. They both seem pretty set on staying up there. You know, yep. um, Adam Elliott had a pretty good finish to the season, but I don't think he's the sort of player Canterbury need. I think Canterbury need beef. Um, Saints, you're not really gonna like. There's Blake no Lurie, drink, Blake Laurie yeah. is Blake Laurie is beef personified, but you're not, but he's getting, not, him. You're not getting him. I wouldn't want. I don't think the Molos are a great fit either. I think Jack DeBellin could be, but again, he's not really the body type that I want. Yeah. And then if you look at if you look at Wes, I know like they've got some names in the forward pack, but I'm not sure I'd want to go with someone like Clemmer, who's got a lot. I of I do miles feel like Bloor has
1: leave the Tigers and become really good potential.
0: Massive, massive. And when they were, when they were sort of floating that Olam-Bloor swap a couple of weeks ago, oh, yeah. I was like, boys, don't do it, don't do it. Like because Olam looks like he's passed a point. Sean Bloor's a goer. I'm I'm still all in on Sean blow Me too. And I think I think one more preseason could be just what he needs. But yeah, so anyway, there's a chance that Sean blow ends up in the Eastern Ma- Eastern Masters Tui here, Jake Clifford All Stars. But much, right now, very much right now, right now, I'm still a believer.
1: Yeah, Sean, don't do it. Just keep keep grinding, keep doing it. And Bulldogs, don't do it. Keep Josh. Guys like Josh Shadakar are what you rebuild a club around. Yeah, like guys who are red hot at their position. Guys who are well known. Do a lot of community stuff, very popular with both the squad and the fan base. Those aren't guys you ship out. And if you you've got to think about it, the knock-on effects of shipping someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: What would it say about Canterbury if they they get Josh Adokar almost at the height of his powers? And his last season at Melbourne, he scored 23 tries in 22 games. Like a, mm. a, a career high strike rate. What does it say if a guy that good comes to your club and doesn't work out?
1: Not, nothing that, good. What does,
0: what does that say about you? What does that say about what you're doing? What does that say about your process, you know? This guy's, yeah. a, this guy's a this guy's a great, great footballer, a a true one of a kind type winger, you know, who has an incredible strike rate for club and for country and in the NRL. And he's still got all those things. It's an asset. You've got to make your assets work for you.
1: Either. You do. Know? You, you can't just ship this guy out because you could get a slight upgrade in your forward pack. Like sorry, not a slight upgrade. A big upgrade be, in your forward be, pack. No, no, what upgrade, I mean by that but... is I a, 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 a slight upgrade in terms of the totality of the team, like a downgrade at wing an upgrade in the middle of the field and maybe a a net gain overall, but not a big one. And certainly not one that I think is worth the residual effects, especially the off field effects. And as you said, what does it say about the club that's going to get a guy like Josh Adakar and then ship him out after two seasons.
0: The way that this stuff works is one big signing brings too, because players are impact, like a player's view of a club is impacted by what happens to other players there. Mm. You know what I mean? But like the Nick Kotrick signing at Canterbury, didn't work out he only lasted there a year never played that much that much good footy but i can tell you for a fact that if they didn't sign him they probably don't get out of in the first place landing kotrick who'd played for new south who played for he played for new south Wales. no he played for australia the the mm. year before it made a it made a it made a big difference yeah you know? it made a big difference it was a, it was a it was, an, it was a name. It was a confirmed kill. It was a head on the mantle. That's and how it it's works. it's tough being the first... And I know things have changed for Kotrick since, but it's tough being that first person over the wall. But if you're following someone, it's a whole lot easier. How, often have, I, can, can how often have I talked two?
1: about how important Roy Setasi is to the makeup of South Sydney as we know them today? Because he was the yeah. first... They used to sign over-the-hill dudes who were coming for a payday at the end of their career. And then they signed one of the best props in the world at his peak. And That was a big deal. And without him... I don't think you ever get the knock-on effects of signing guys at like GI and Sam Burgess and all that stuff. It maybe never happens. Maybe none mm. of that ever happens. And Adokar could be that transformative guy for the dogs. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Work 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 with what you work with what you got, Canary. Come on, get it together. Yeah.
1: They have signed Josh Curran, though, which is, I think, a great sign.
0: I think that's a good one for them too, because I think they need more they don't need like I don't think they need big stat guys. They don't need people to fill the stat sheet. They need like a couple of impact players. They need some goers. That's they need they some need. goers, man. They need a bit of explosion about about their middle fours. He's a stuff and happens think, guy. He's a, stuff, he happens is a guy. stuff happens guy. He's not a big numbers guy. He's a big plays guy, and I think that's something that they need in the in in that middle rotation. They need to change things up a little bit. I don't know. Like, is, do you reckon he's, he'd probably start at lock or something like that? Think so. But he's a got like again stuff just happens around him. He makes big plays. He busts tackles. He breaks the line. He scores tries. Like that's the kind of shit that they. Really, really lacked in the middle all of last year. They just looked so staid and predictable and slow and just gives them a real energy boost. So I think it's a good fit.
1: Yeah, a couple of other little signing news. So Phoenix Cross and re-signing with the Knights, well deserved, I think, had a really, really strong finish to the season. And I think they have a genuine they have a genuine dilemma now with their first race number nine for next year. Because Jane yeah, wasn't wasn't blowing the roof off my doors. To any great extent, wasn't before he went the down, roof off your doors. You, we've done this exact bit before. Have it's we? An, it's, yeah, it's a bit, it's an expression from around the NFL. Okay. It's an intentionally wrong idiom. Okay. Like when you say rocket surgery or something like that. Okay. Anyway, so he hadn't really pulled up any trees and Phoenix Crossing came in and I think played quite well in the back half of the season.
0: Couldn't you just say blew the doors off my roof because conceivably a roof could have a door that leads up to it? You know what I mean? We have done
1: this exact thing like a month ago. Like oh, we well. had this exact conversation.
0: Anyway, yeah, Phoenix Crossland, <laughs> one of the most one of the most improved players in the competition this year, became yeah. a much more effective player than honestly I ever thought he could be. Um, he's really keen to stay at dummy half. I don't think he wants to go back to that utility role, mm. and I don't think he would have stayed at the Knights without a little bit of a nod and a wink that, like, yep, you're going to get first crack. And I'm so- not. I'm not a huge I think I think I think they've kind of made their choice.
1: I'm not a huge karma guy Nick. I'm not a huge like superstitions guy as you are, but I am a bit of a nominative determinism guy. And a guy named Phoenix Crossland not being good at rugby league made me sad and he's okay. steadily improved. Okay.
0: So, so I don't know what nominative determinism means, but you're throwing a lot of big words at me and since I don't know what they mean, gonna I'm going to take disrespect? it as a sign of disrespect. Yeah. Watch your mouth okay. and do the fucking show
1: apologize i got <laughs> out of my box a little bit there no it's just like an it's like when a name implies that yeah like oh yeah
0: like a name like phoenix cross and you better be good at footy yeah. you better be good at something dude like you can't be you can't be like a you can't be a bricky with a name like Phoenix. No, it's
1: like when there was a Greens like MP nominee a couple years ago called Emerald Moon. It was like, of course you are. Like, what else yeah, could you
0: be Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I kind of believe in that stuff, and it would have made me very sad if a guy with a name as cool as Phoenix Crossland didn't end up being a quality first grader. But mm-hmm. he, he, he's on that path. Another guy with a cool name has signed with Canberra, and that's KO Weeks, a.k.a.
0: Nine Now Months, a.k.a. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, a Netflix, of other... Netflix,
0: Net, Net, Netflix Epoch.
1: Netflix Epoch is a great one.
0: AKA Hulu Hours.
1: <laughs> uh, how are you feeling about that?
0: Uh, look, pretty good. Uh, I have
1: no strong KO Weeks takes, apart look, from his me name. Either. Being cool.
0: I, I reckon I've watched every single one of KO Weeks' games in first grade, and I am yet to form an opinion on him one way or the other. Um, He's still a, a young man right at the start of his career. He's played what? He's played 12 NRL games, I think most of them have been on the, been off the bench, uh, was a acclaimed junior footballer, certainly, but who has sort of stalled a little bit and is looking for somewhere to get his chance and and sort of see what's going on. And I love that as a recruitment strategy for Canberra. I think that's a, that's been a proven path to success for a lot of guys, you know, you know, guys who really good in the juniors get to the top grade get a little bit stuck in the mud and they need a change. They need somewhere where they can go and focus on footy and become the best version of themselves themselves as players. And yeah, that's been a path to success for a lot of, a lot of Canberra guys. You know, I think the most recent example is probably Albert Hoppawati who had a great, who was a a similar sort of thing, was a gun in the juniors at at, at Manly, had some injury troubles, things weren't going right, came down to Canberra, got his shit together. And then he was a really, really good winger for him for most of this year before he was inexplicably dropped by the finals. But I promised I wouldn't bring that up again. I don't know what they're going to do with KO Weeks. I don't know if they've signed him as a fullback or a 58. I think they've just sort of signed him as a player and they're going to kind of see how it how it ends up working. Um but yeah, this is a this has been a path to success for Canberra in the past, so I think there's a chance it could be again.
1: Uh, these next two signings are not needle movers, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make turn into a little game for you. I love let's games. Let's say that let's say that we were, for some reason so we've stumbled backwards into hosting the NRL's version of like First Take, one of those shows. And we've got to fill a whole lock, like a 10-minute discussion block on either of these signings news. Are we talking Morgan Harper minutes. chat? Are we, doing, are we doing 10 minutes of Morgan Harper chat or 10 minutes of Sean Kepi chat?
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a that's that's a tough one. you know what? If it was us on there, hmm. then it would have to be Sean Kepi chat. Because we can steer it towards Souths. Does this I mean would, Cam
1: Murray is going to rugby? No, I would say is this
0: <laughs> is this an admission that South Sydney's forward pack is soft, <laughs> and they've signed Kepi to stiffen it up a little bit. I like Could that. Could Cam um, Murray start the start the year playing reserve grade? I'm just asking questions. You
1: are asked, and It's a fair question. I think. Yeah, it's a fair one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sean Kepi going to South. Morgan are going to Parramatta. Not not mind blowing signings, but. Uh...
0: Sean yeah. Kepi, Norell and Jet Group Six boy, Group always Six man, will never let well. you
1: down. Is I believe what you said to me the day he debuted for Manly. So, uh yeah. And one bit of sad news because this guy was a really nice story. Like he worked so hard to get there, an old debutant which we love. But Andrew Davies had to retire due to repeated concussion issues.
0: Yeah, a real shame because he took the long way to get to first grade, and I always got the impression he was very grateful for for getting there later in life. So sucks it sucks it's turned out that way. That's a that's a that's a tough one. Mm. Um, that's it. That's all the news for now. We, we did, did it. it. We
1: made it to the end. Uh we, we did kind of,
0: it. Uh I, I'm gonna go record
1: that was five hundred percent better than the show we recorded yesterday.
0: Way, way better. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we're I you d know,
0: I I d I, I, I don't know what I don't know why the one yesterday was so bad, but maybe subconsciously we knew that it, it wasn't, wasn't recording properly. Yeah. yeah. But uh but look at us now.
1: Yeah. All right, before we get out of here, quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription. If you would like to support us, patreon.com forward slash in a room because you get an extra show every single week you get shows all throughout the off season and that wouldn't be happening without these fine patrons uh, you get access to our discord server a merchandise discount entry next year's culture and cup plenty more so thank you too, Chris Avnell, Dave Rocky and Rafi Stu Wayne of the Old Coot oh $20 I wanted a peanut Bobby Witt Jr. Jr. Broncos legend Adam Reynolds, Bruce the Palm, Buttsy, Snuff Snuffleupagus, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, and anonymous backer Ed Burton. Hi, I'm Mitt Bertrand, and I have redacted. I also Mitt went to school Bertrand. with. Bungard. I was saying Boo Earns. I Matt Bungard could not be happier for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I've got a blank space in my fantasy team, and I'll write your name. Listen to 1999 Taylor's version this afternoon before we start recording. Uh, Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh, Brandon, kicks outside of the comp. Lachlan Hancock, lifelong Dolphins fan. Luke Charles, Smidmore, Mads, Taylor's version. Matthew Duggan, Melbourne Storm, 50 game forward, fundraising committee chair. <laughs> Michael, sitting around a name, page your names the finest thing a person can do. It's literally my favourite thing in the whole world. Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins. My name is Nick Campton, and Rugby Union is my favourite type of rugby. <laughs> my, name, my name is White Safety, and I like Mars Boongart. My ding-ding-dong is hard, and I am sad. Never trendy, not a psyop. Pat McManus, Pete Fulcher, Reese Brown, Rowan Eduardo, Roxanne Clark. See You in Vegas, Ty, The Black Vegetable, The Outro Music is a Vibe at 1.75 times speed. These white slippers are a bino, African endangered rhino, Thor. Tom Hardy was, we are now shout out to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who listens. All listeners, please send five of your Australian dollars to at the Matt Bungard on twitter.com. Westlife podcast, and the Pasco fiasco. And when you are dead, you do not know that you are dead. All the pain is felt by others. The same thing happens when you are stupid. Thank you so much for your support. Everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who listens. Thank you as well.
0: That was wordy, that one.
1: Yeah. The length, uh, the length
0: of the names ooh. is uh, is getting getting woolly out there. You know what's bro? funny?
1: Um so I, I I took a like I was listening to the, the new Taylor Swift album on my television before we started recording. The and old I took, Taylor Swift album. Sorry, the re-released Taylor Swift album. And I took a photo of like the Spotify thing on the screen and, and, and sent it to my wife. And I was like, oh, I'm listening to the whole album because she's a big Taylor Swift fan, as we know. Uh and she not only she was listening to the album also and was on the same song I was and was about wow. And was about a minute and a half ahead of me. And the only reason she was a minute and a half ahead of me is because I paused the album for a minute and a half to watch a Reese Wester highlight.
0: You two should get married.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You'll never guess what Reese Wester highlight it was, by the way.
0: Was it him fanging the pass to Dylan Farrell for Dylan Farrell to score in Golden Point on the movie back in 2010?
1: Uh, it was here. It was you forgot the link up, man. Sean Corrigan, disrespectful.
0: Sorry about that. Apologies to Sean Corrigan if he's listening. How forward was that pass from Reese Wilson?
1: You know what? I don't think it was. <laughs> I think it went backwards out of the hands, and our little friend gravity carried it forward. If it was, so, if it was
0: forward, they would have called it forward. That's mate? true. The referees yeah. have never made a mistake, as we know.
1: But yeah, that was that was what a day that pass. What a was day. Twenty-three meters forward, fantastic. That's a day where a Tigers fan I know posted like, you know, and I hate you and I would n- neither you or I would ever do this, but like. You know how you'd, sometimes you'd lose a footy game and your mates who went for that team would like send you a Facebook message or put it on your Facebook wall back in the day? Like, oh, suck dude. Or anything, something very childish like that. All the
0: people that did that to me are dead. That's fair. Not dead at, to me.
1: So dead. At, at 30 to 12, a mate did this and I saw the notification on Facebook and ignored it because I was watching the game. And then I clicked on the notification after full time and the posts had been deleted.
0: What a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't even stand by his own slander.
1: Yeah, outrageous. All right. Say goodbye, Campo.
0: Goodbye Bertrand. That's goodbye from me.